So whatever you are by nature or nurture that you think prohibits you from receiving God by faith and walking in pursuit of him, I think you may be surprised that those things aren't even going to be factored into the way he sees you. From the Mecca of Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter, where we are learning together how to walk the Christian life and think about Christian things. Uh, I'm your host, Sean McCraney. Over the years of talking with non-believers and agnostics and, and open atheists, I have often heard arguments about God being responsible. If there is a God, he's responsible for everything. The arguments go something like this. God is supposed to be omnipotent in you, to you Christians, right? And all-knowing and everything else, he created me, right? And you go along with it. And they say, so he created my friend there to be a homosexual, and he created me to be unbelieving, and he created Jeffrey Dahmer to be a serial killer, and he did this just because he knew, he did this by the fact that he knew what we would do, and yet he still chose to create us. Okay, you say, go on, let me listen. So they say, if there is a God, He's responsible for my non-belief. He's responsible for me being in a home, uh, born into a home where my dad beat me and made me bitter about religion. He is responsible for all of my choices, they say. And the positions typically flourish from this central theme, which is, if there is a God, and if he is all that Christians say that he is, He's ultimately responsible for my nature and my nurture that hindered me in believing. Using my own life as an example, all right, we might say that he allowed me to be molested when I was a kid, all right? I was molested as a kid. And he allowed me to be born uh, in a home to LDS parents. Uh, my mom and dad were LDS, and he allowed me to be bad at arithmetic, at, at really, really at, ma at mathematics. I'm not good at algebra, stuff like that. And he allowed me to be exposed to all the other genetic and environmental factors that took place in my life. So I understand this. I also suggest that he will strip away all those factors from me somehow, I don't know how, at the judgment. And from all people who have been raped or beaten or mistreated or impoverished, whatever it is, and at his assessment of us, he will weigh what's left in every human being and see what hangs in the balance. I don't know how he's going to do this, but I simply think, I suspect that all the factors that played into our decisions will absolutely be weighed in or set aside, whichever way you want to look at it, and he will then be merciful and just toward us with what remains. He will fully and rightfully assess each of us once all extenuating factors have been removed. So we might step before him and cry, my mommy was mean to me, right? And he'll strip that away from our makeup and see how we lived if she wasn't mean to us. Or, I was born without hands. And he'll strip that away from us and see, 
okay, now what would have been the result? Or I, I was born a crack baby. And again, he'll take that away and we're left with what remains. And after all the mitigating factors, we attribute to our faithlessness and our selfishness and our indifference to God and man or to our faithlessness and our love. All that has been taken into consideration. Our great and loving uh, creator will hold us accountable to what's left. I believe he will do something like that. Even if it leaves just a teaspoon of ourselves left in the balance, that is what we will be assessed and judged by. Therefore, it's not going to be a quantitative uh, judgment of our souls. It's going to be a qualitative analysis of our free will selves, which I maintain we all have at birth, a free will self that we maintain through our lives, uh, irrespective of these external environmental factors. So I think that, therefore, none of us will be with, uh, will have an excuse when standing before him. He's good, and so whatever he's responsible for in the judgment of human beings, he'll take that in. But in the balance, there's going to remain our portion. And rest assured, because we all have a portion, we're all going to be accountable for it. As an illustration to wrap up tonight's show, imagine your life is represented, the full of your life is represented by 10 acres of land. That's your life. And you die and you go before God and he's going to judge you. And he's going to say, what, how did you manage your land? What did it look like? And you say, well, the city came in and they took eminent domain over half of it. And so I wasn't in control of five of the acres. And he says, well, uh, what about the other five acres? And you say, well, you let disease come in and insects, and they, they, they ruined uh, three of those remaining five. And so he says, well, what about the other two acres? And you say, well, robbers that I couldn't control, they took an acre and a half of those, so I was only left with a half an acre. And of course he says, well, what about the half acre? And you go on and on and on and on, and you're able, you know, hypothetically, to say to God, well, this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened. And you can lay out everything possible uh, about that. And he accepts all of your reasons, every bit of it, of the 10 acres, and you get down to one cup of dirt. One cup, that's all that's left. And what about that cup, he says. And we will then realize, having exhausted all the reasonable factual uh, factors for our failure to bloom on the other 10 acres, that we could have actually produce fruit in that cup. We could have grown crop in that cup. And at that point, we'll realize on what we're being judged. I have a sneaking suspicion it will be something similar to that. So whether it's a cup, a yard of dirt, a million acres, the judgment will be the same because he's good and he's fair, he's merciful, but he's just. So instead of seeing God as deterministic and yourself as incapable of ever, of ever choosing faith or him, perhaps we ought to see him as a more reasonable God, one who more than fairly will own the effects of the circumstances in our lives that were harmful to us in a, in a way that 
caused us to not be able to choose him by faith. And, but he will hold us accountable for what is left. And I maintain that all people capable of rational thought are responsible to him in some way for whatever part of their life they freely contributed to or freely wasted. So whatever you are by nature or nurture that you think prohibits you from receiving God by faith and walking in pursuit of him, I think you may be surprised that those things aren't even going to be factored into the way he sees you. I don't think he is going to hold you accountable for being a certain way because of what your parents did or didn't do or whatever it is. I think he's going to see straight to the quote-unquote heart of the matter. He's going to know, you're going to know, what the real results are of your whole existence. All the external things taken into account and discarded of by him. What's going to be important is how you reacted and responded to what you actually had in your possession and in your power. The example obviously speaks to those who have been given much, though, doesn't it? It's interesting. Those whose lives don't amount to, uh, aren't equal to 10 acres, but those whose lives are equal to 10 million acres. There's people like that. And, and, and they, you know, might have had uh, 10 of those acres uh, harmed by others, but they still have, you know, 9 uh, million acres and nine, 9.98 million acres left. What did they do? And that's where we come into the scriptural principle of where much is given, much is expected, right? So the point is, in all of it, God is fair, God is merciful, God is just. Whether he's weighing 990 million acres of your life or one cup of dirt, he is going to assess based on the facts and not on all the extenuating circumstances. Write your comments below. We'll try to address them on our Tuesday night shows the following week, not tomorrow night, here on Heart of the Matter.